Hi, everyone. Larry Bailey here, Mortgage Workflow Partners. I just want to crawl back in bed today. Um, so funny story. I took some cough syrup last night and I guess it's still percolating through my system. I started, I'm so used to doing live training with uh, Mastering Compass admins. I was over like speaking for the last five minutes in Mastering Compass admins. And I'm like, I guess nobody else is around. <laughs> and so I'm an idiot. Um, and uh, yeah. And so I am drinking tea and I, so I am a, a, a cat person, as you can see here on screen. Um, so if uh, if anybody else wants to join up on the um, on this on the stage to admit uh, that they are are having moments like this some days, I'm I'm one of them. So today's event is all about <laughs> talking about milestones, and uh, no, it's it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, yeah. So. Hey, welcome everyone uh, to another live event. Um, we only have about 20 minutes left and that's completely my fault. And I really apologize. Uh, Rob, I definitely would have taken a tech ticket and I, and I want to give a shout out to Angela. Thank goodness Angela sent me a thing and is like, Larry, what's up? How come you're not on the thing? So anyway, um, so that happened, uh, but we're together and listen, uh, thanks everybody again for coming to these things. Uh, so the, Topic is milestones. Um, so first thing I want to do is, does anybody want to come up and have a collaborative conversation about milestones? I know typically I, you know, I kind of wait to see if anybody wants to come up on stage, but I want to, I want to really pull the audience because milestones are one of those things that um, are in everyone's system, right? So I'm going to go ahead and share a screen now. And if you're listening to this on podcast, thanks very much. If you're watching like the first couple of minutes of this recording, you want to see the full uh, you want to see the full um, event recording, get over to the mortgage.community. But the thing I always talk about and uh, what I was in the middle of talking to myself about, me and Sharon, um, about is on milestones, out of the box, right? You Again, for those that have never worked with an out of the box encompass, this is it. This is my production instance for Mortgage Workflow Partners. And this is pretty much out of the box. Um, nothing fancy going on in here. And in the milestone templates, the only thing I've done here is create a, a broker workflow as an example and a default, a copy of default template. Um, quick show of hands, you know, by typing on the chat, if you want, um, you know, question, how many, how many active milestone templates are you using in your encompass? I'm going to say the average is going to be four. Um, now you might have a ton more of templates, but how many are active? And the reason why I ask about this is because I found that um, four is like a magic number. Uh, yeah, three, four, it's about that. Um, and yeah, three, Cheryl, Angela says three, uh, Kristen says four, four for Chris, um, two for Michelle, eight for Brian. And so Brian, I'm gonna pick on you. So uh, Robert, same thing. Um, so sunsetting to the end of the year, so you'll have five, well, I'm going to ask you about that, Robert. I'm going to actually, Brian, Brian and, and Rob, I'm going to ask you guys to come up on stage because I have a question for you. If you can, can you guys chat live? Because I really want to ask you about something live with your environments in particular. And it has to do with, um, and Rob threw the, the, uh, the, the term out there, sunsetting. So if you've listened to me or you've heard it from somebody else, um, that's great. But the idea is if you're, if you're building in uh, multiple milestone templates, you definitely should have uh, sunrise and sunset 
rules. And the reason why is because you want to make sure that the that Encompass doesn't get confused on uh, on when you're supposed to have a uh, a milestone template um, run. And so what happens is if you come in default, you've got your details here. Naturally default, you can't write anything for, but in broker it might seem obvious, right? It's just broker. But it's like, well, when do you want the default template? And, and, uh, and typically you'll write it something like this, whether it's an application date sunrise um, or it's a file start date sunrise, um, you'll, you'll write that sunrise date in the advanced conditions so that milestones um, work properly. The uh, Brian, Rob, you guys on yet? I can't tell. I'm you. on. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, Brian. So when you say eight, like, do you how heavy are your are your milestone advanced conditioning? Like, do you have that really tight? Yeah, like this one here. Um, it um, one thing has to be 2020, and then uh, another one has to be this certain um uh, template that it's using. Another one for we got two that are HELOCs. It looks yeah. like the same condition for both of them. So, oh wait, sorry, one's inactive. Still okay. eight, but I was. Still just, I need to sort by status. Okay. Oh, you can't sort by status in here. Did you know that? Yeah, no, you can't. You can only. You can't even sort by anything else. All you can. You can, all you can do is organize. There's no such thing as sorting. So, um, so just real quick, if anybody never noticed that before. You can't sort this way because Encompass will go in the order from top to bottom until it gets a yes. So having said that, I'm curious, Brian, for you, do you put your actives at the top or do you leave them somewhere in the middle or bottom? They're all at the top. Um, we have top. a default yeah. template that has no conditions. So that'll be yeah. the catch-all um, if, if anything falls through the cracks. Yeah. And so do you have, I'm curious on yours, Brian, because you have so many, do you have anything that's unique about the default so that you can tell it actually hit the default? Not right now. Yeah. As many of you know, I inherited the system about four to five months ago now, and I'm still um, on, learning it's gotta be, it's about gotta be perfect their, their by methods. Now, Brian. It's got to be perfect by <laughs> at least four months. I'm the only admin for the entire company. So I got a little bit on my plate. I got to keep resetting passwords and stuff and unlocking users. That takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and, and so, uh, so Rob, for you, um, when you say sunsetting too at the end of the year, they're still staying active. You're just creating the sunset rule so they're no longer in, in act for, for new files? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And so and so that's for again, for everybody watching, like the idea of, of deactivating um, is not something that you would ever do. You want to make sure they stay active. But by creating, um, you know, a sunset rule, uh, which effectively puts the border around this thing. Um, so basically, if we decide that we want the next iteration of this template to be affecting loans on or after November 2nd, You'd have to put an end date here. Otherwise, this one and the other one will compete. Um, and the one that wins is the first one that Encompass hits. So uh, Brian or Rob, you guys ever had that problem before where you, you didn't quite get the logic correctly and the wrong one was working first? Yep, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I luckily have not had to mess with the uh, logic yet of any of the milestones, but we are going to be doing a big revamp. You and me have talked about this, Larry, where yeah. we're... It's going to be um, probably early next year now. 
So, so I would say, you know, best practice here is if you've got more than one, which hopefully everybody does um, here today and, and who's listening, um, the first thing I would do is make sure you've got all of this advanced conditioning written out in terms of which one. And then this, and, and to go along with that, I'm always recommending best practice, put all your active ones at the top because you don't, even though it's inactive, I'm just superstitious. I always want to put it in the order that most loans will hit first. It's kind of like get the get the biggest ones out of the way first. So if you're doing a ton of broker loans, I would put the broker up top because I want to get to that yes first. It'll make Encompass the tiniest bit more more uh, snappier, quicker because it it finds that yes first. Um, but also, which means we should all have our HELOCs top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Because they're all, you know, um, but that's kind of, you know, is anybody, is anybody uh, have any thoughts on that on the chat there? Uh, please go ahead and keep on using it. I got an eye on it over there. Um, and then another one that, that comes up a lot, Brian and Rob, I don't know if you guys hit this, but um, uh, the uh, with regards to the conditional statements, are you guys keeping logs outside? Because a lot of times when we think of business rules and how things work, we I don't know about you, but I tend to forget some of the details of when a milestone template should fire. Do you guys do anything following up or including that in any of your, you know, your your uh, your break fix mode, Brian? Um, we actually um, um, now this goes back to something you had on one of your previous ones. We actually have our milestone templates into our uh, loan template set. So we do. Um, so you're running milestone uh, manual mode. Exactly. Well, that's, that's one of my my, my projects to to um to get that unwound. But right now, <laughs> until I get my test server, until I get um, yeah. my LTK tools, I can't. I'm I'm really hesitant to make any massive changes until I can actually test things out when I'm not in fraud. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, make sure um, field analyzer is, is something you definitely want to take a look at if you're trying to get like a field analysis situation. So this is a little plug for this thing because <laughs> the best, it's honestly the best out there and I'll, and I'll just prove it to you real quick for everybody to see. So, the fact that you can get in now, the one thing that's not in here is milestone or uh, the milestone rules. That's not something I've found a tremendous value for to go develop. But the fact that you can get in here and see every single business rule, including DDMs, including including pipeline views and reports, including all of your templates, including uh, all your custom print forms and custom input forms code. So if, if you can if you can, um, if you're really edging for a true, for especially for a new system, I'd strongly encourage you to to, to check this out, and I can I can show you how it works offline. But there, if you're, you know, Lender Toolkit's Business Rule Analyzer that Nikolai developed and LTK purchased, it's a fine tool. Um, this just beats the crap out of that. Same thing with Kenzie May's uh, System Analytic Utility. It's a great tool. It's a little bit actually more advanced than the LTK tool, but this still kicks the crap out of that too. So we're trying to complete six months of due diligence with LTK. I don't want to do yeah. it through that again. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a tough one. Trust me. Um, but anyway, so, so the thing about the, the, with the milestones is if you're using for those that do this, um, a, I strongly discourage you to put in your loan template sets. What we're talking about here is if we put a milestone template here, it will turn the, the loan into manual mode. 
What that means in English is that all of your milestone uh, rules are irrelevant. None of this matters. None of it. Zero. So just keep that in mind. Because it forces that in. Because it forces right. that loan to use that template. Yeah, exactly. Holy in the, cow. Yeah. <laughs> then why did we put in all these conditions? Because somebody didn't understand how milestone templates work. <laughs> and that's the reality. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Like, if anybody ever goes into a file and you see in the top right-hand corner, it'll be as clear as, clear as day. It'll say in the top right-hand corner, um, manual mode. Um, it'll be up here. In well, the, I'm glad I have a meeting tomorrow where I can bring this stuff up. It'll say manual. And and what that means is that none of your miles, you can't, no matter how hard you try, these these this whole thing is irrelevant because you have it tied to your loan template set. That's the way it runs. Now, in, in the case where it makes sense, so here's the use cases for where that makes sense. You have a very unique situation where the it doesn't matter what's here another and, it, and it's so rare like sharon's got it you know we we help them with putting all their consumer loans for for westfield bank putting all their consumer loans into encompass the reason why we went with that is because we had to basically create a situation where it's a conventional loan but it's it's not it's a consumer loan so we said listen we're going to tie in a specific consumer milestone template that's specific for consumer loans but it's not going to follow the normal flow. So we're going to force that in. That's the only use case that that's applicable for. Everything else is just a misunderstanding. So um, Brett asks, we do use the hell out of the comments section, include the field IDs and what they actually are, include Sunset DFA. Brett, kudos, brother. That's great. Um, keep up the great work. Um, yeah. Uh, including notes in here and also including notes in like all your business rules. Um, go putting you notes in here like that's part of that's part of that field analyzer like again you're not going to get that any in any other analysis tool so uh the other so what's else what else is happening on milestones another thing that's important to remember that i see a lot is please 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 only have one role per milestone per template so in english if you go into your milestone templates uh, Katie, I see your question. I'll answer that in one second. Um, if you go into your milestone templates and you see the same role replicated more than once, please unwind that. Unless your workflow legitimately has two separate people, like a credit underwriter and a collateral underwriter. That's the only example that I could ever think of um, that's real. What I, found, what I find is most companies somewhere in the past were told that it means who owns the file. And I'm making air quotes if you're not watching me on video, and that's complete garbage. It's just false. It's not the way milestones were ever built. It's not what they were intended for, but somewhere along the line, the word got out that that's what they're for, and it's not. It's just the role is just documenting who was the person that filled that role for this loan. It doesn't mean who owns it. It's just who goes in the file contact. That's all that is. So does anybody have that? Brett, they taught you that, like it's ownership. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, have a connection. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, think right I, I think I remember that too from uh, what Brett said from the uh, certification oh, class. Oh, like, I'd have to check my oh, notes, but that does that does ring a bell because I have it twice for underwriters. All right, no, underwriting decision. No, uh -uh. <laughs> I see your what point happens. though. What's that? I see your point. Well, here's what happens in real life. So what happens in real life is, um. 
what happens in real life is you then have to either a you have to make sure your underwriter is required to put somebody in there so they don't forget and then if you do that on both then they have to pick themselves twice which Correct. is just inefficient and it's stupid and it's unnecessary um and brett says uh yeah the milestones when a files physically changes hands the role that's that's garbage and and ice if you're watching please tell me you stopped teaching that garbage that is not what milestones are about it just isn't it just isn't um your workflow decides who is owning or managing the file not your milestones um and and the reason why i say it like that way and obviously you can tell i'm passionate about this is because you don't want milestones that are explained, excuse me, you don't want workflows that are explained by milestones at all. Um, there is so much work, like what's on screen right now is broker workflow. There is so much work that goes on between submittal and approval. It has nothing to do with who owns the file. So um, yeah, comments on that, questions? You guys have anything to add while I calm down? I think it makes total sense because again, underwriters have to put themselves in twice right now and our underwriting loan decision and the 1008 have their names in like the different fields that we created for conditional approval, final approval, suspension, all that stuff. So we can easily identify if underwriter A suspended it and underwriter B approved it and underwriter C final approved it. Yeah. And if you have a workflow to where you have, like I said, a classic example is credit decision, collateral decision, maybe there's a final decision. And if those three people, excuse me, those three roles could be different people, then it makes total sense to see underwriter three times in those milestone steps. But if you don't need to document them at the milestone, to Rob's point, you've got their fields loaded into, uh, you've got their names loaded into other fields it saves a ton of work and most importantly it saves you the ability from having to go back into a milestone and change the data and and guys i don't know if you've ever tried to like clear a role from a milestone or you you had to put somebody in there that no longer is active in your company it's a nightmare and versus having them in a drop down or having them in a, a trigger that fills in their field uh, fills in their information in the field um yeah and so carrying through with the role conversation, another thing that I see quite often is there's too many roles compared to the actual people in your workflow. And this is typically a carryover from somebody in the past. So, you know, this is this is probably going to be, um, you know, something that is is uh, uh, Brian is probably up your alley where you see a ton of roles in your milestones for people that don't you don't actually put their name in the file. Second, you know, lock desk is a typical role that contains nobody. Um, even post closure, like on mine, um, you know, you might have somebody in there where you, your workflow doesn't actually identify who the post closure is, and so you end up with all these roles in a file that are intentionally blank um, because the workflow doesn't support it. Get them out. Like if there's nobody, like accounting is another one. Accounting, accounting never puts their name in because it's a team, um, and you don't. Accounting, you don't necessarily need to uh, segregate files by person. It's everybody in the accounting um, user group that, that needs to see those files. So, you know, between, you know, for milestone best practice, the summary is A, um, make sure that you, in your milestones, make sure that you have your, your roles 
tied to your appropriate milestones um, and only obviously have the current ones that are in your milestone templates, archive everything else because you can always archive if you need to. And then on the templates, uh, again, move the most frequently used to the top and then everything else is below it. Um, but if you're like Brian and you got your, you got your uh, loan template sets, uh, sorry, where'd that go? You got your loan template sets, including your milestones in your, uh, in your loan template sets, guess what? That all that milestone logic is irrelevant because your, your file's manual mode, which could be on purpose. It could be a good idea for your situation, like the one I described for consumer loans. But by and large, it's, it's, um, it's not your best choice because if the loan file changes, but they don't change the, the loan program, you can't change your milestone template. Like you're, you're in a rut. So any questions, any, any good stories out there from, from anybody watching along right now, things, lessons that you've learned. Uh, I don't know who's still on, on stage here. I wish I had a better way to tell, but uh, Brian. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. Uh, you guys got any good stories to share, like things you learned um, that would be like, hey, don't make this same mistake if you could tell your past self? Well, the, I remember from the training, the a milestone template workflow was, you know, it goes from the top down, as you mentioned, and to put all the inactives at the top because you can't move the default. So I just learned over the years to be very careful with, if I don't want to move them or deactivate them, be very careful with the positioning and run it through my sandbox a hundred times to make sure that it will never, 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 never hit the one I don't want it to hit. Mm. I'm too, I got too many right now. I'm, I'm, I'll be too, honestly, too afraid <laughs> to make make that change now yeah. uh, with all the reporting and everything else that we have going on. Yeah. So you put the, you said inactive. Did you mean active at the top? No, I put mean? the inactives at the top because I remember wow. during the class they said that Encompass milestones read from the top down, kind of like your yeah. EDM rules. So it yeah. reads from the top down. So why would you put the inactive at the top? So it skips right over it. That's bizarre. I don't know. I don't know what. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Brett. I, I'd love to take whoever taught that to task. Um, if they're inactive, so here's so here's where somebody could say, well, if it's inactive, Encompass is skipping it. But to which I say, but it still has to read that it's inactive, so it's still reading it. Um, I would say no for everybody listening. Put your actives at the top with your most frequently hit first, so it spends so the program spends the least amount of energy finding the first yes. Uh, so Rob, to your point, it will reach from top to bottom, right there with you. So I wanted to hit the first yes as quickly as possible. Um, that's what I would say. But okay. I'm sorry that somebody taught the opposite of that. That makes zero sense. And I'd love to bring them into a conversation. Hey, it might have, it might have been me. I'm misunderstanding it all those years ago too. So you know. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Brian, anything to add? No, no. I'm just looking at mine thinking it, um, it looks like we're actually using like maybe two, possibly three of these milestones in the template. So, you know, four of these are never getting hit. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's <sighs> fine. And so Brett, uh, Brett says, <laughs> Brett says just to make sure, just make sure your conditions are coded uh, correctly. So you get the right ones. And, and to, and to Rob's point, 
into, into what I said earlier. Yeah, you guys got to make sure that this code, if you're using advanced conditioning or if you're not and you've got two broker workflows and you're like broker, broker, you're going to, it's going to encompass is going to hit the first one. So if I literally duplicate this broker um, and I put this one up top and it's still broker, it's always hitting that one first. It's never going to hit this one ever because it that's the first one if the loan is brokered. So, um, you know, assuming it's active, of course. So definitely make sure that you, you follow along with that stuff. And, and um, I know it was like eight minutes late, so I don't want to shortchange anybody. Everyone's certainly welcome to stay and keep talking uh, to keep this to like a half an hour long if you want. Does anyone have any questions, like situations that you came up with? If you want to, you know, talk it out loud, let me know. I'll throw you up on stage. If not, um, type it out. But I think, um, I think, Understanding the manual mode, Brian, thanks for bringing that up. Excellent stuff. Uh, and, and also, Rob, thanks for bringing up, you know, again, making sure that you really tread cautiously. Like, I'm right there with you. Because if you make a change, I, I did this. I've talked about this before where I made a change back in 2015 with American Financial Resources. Um, and I had, you know, 500 people working. And so I made the change like, I don't know, 10 a.m. or something. Within 20 minutes, I had like 500 loans to go fix. And it took me and, and two other admins the next two hours to go reset all those milestones with the correct milestone template because I screwed something up in the logic down here. So uh, definitely be, cur be careful. Heed Rob's words, right, Rob? <laughs> yeah, or, or uh, goal changes in test first. <laughs> Katie, Katie, I totally forgot to get back to your question. So Katie asks, so if any of our template sets have a milestone listed on listed non on our wait oh oh that's right that's true katie so what katie asks is if you have any milestone i answered it already yeah if any yeah so if any if you have any um uh milestones in your loan template sets that loan becomes manual and as soon as that loan becomes manual this automation no longer works it'd be nice if they told you that up here right only applies to automated, but I guess they suspect that if it's manual, they'll understand. Um, you know, and it tells you right here, the order is important. The system applies the first template it finds in this list that best matches. It's not that best matches, it's that matches, is that gets a yes. Um, you need a mind blown emoji? How's that? <laughs> yeah, Chris, I like Brian's. Brian's is cool. <laughs> all right well listen i'm going to continue doing these i if you haven't seen the schedule for the rest of the year we're going through the middle of december last two weeks of the year we're taking off because yes um but each each week one one day uh on tuesdays we're covering persona based stuff and thursdays we're covering setting stuff that's the format um and uh if there's anything i can ever do to help let me know and like i said check out the field analyzer Sorry, it took you six months to get through like approval, but um, uh, you're assuming the 23rd as well. Sorry, Brian, give me context. What's the 23rd? I don't know what that means of November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant the last two weeks of the year. So December, whatever that is. Like no, the week of New Year and the week of Christmas, I'm probably just gonna go crawl in a cave somewhere. Just trying to get some rest. <clears throat> you guys have a great rest of your day. And uh, as always, um, really appreciate you coming here and asking questions. And uh, Katie, I hope your mind is better. <laughs>
Thanks, Angela. I appreciate it. <laughs> and we'll see about a wrap up for the ice show and thank in uh, Vegas. We're still working on that on those details. I'll let you know. All right, gang. Have a great, wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy. Thanks as always. And go fix your milestone templates. They need your love. Peace out. See you. Bye bye.